What's up, you guys? We are back after taking a small little break the past couple of weeks. Um, I know most of you guys probably don't even care or probably didn't even notice, but um, I've just had a lot of life happening, which is not anything bad. It's all really good things. I guess I'm just still trying to find the balance between, you know, work and play and being a dog mom. And then 2020 is still happening-ish. And the I don't know, it's just like a lot. And I'm just trying to find like the balance. And um, I haven't really made time to... Uh, give the attention that I would like to into making my content because I would rather, you know, halt everything for a couple of weeks rather than sit down and just kind of put something out just to put it out and like half-ass an episode. Uh, so I would rather not do that. And I would, I would rather just kind of give it a break for a second. Um, but I do want to stay more consistent. I'm just still kind of trying to find the balance. But as, as of right now, at least we are back. And, um, I actually, on this episode, I have on one of my really good friends named Heather Batchelor, um, who moved here from Little Rock, Arkansas to, uh, play music. Whereas obviously, Obviously, a lot of people in Nashville do move here for that, but her little twist is that she's not quite a country music genre artist, which is actually really cool that I think Nashville as Music City, we, uh, we're very open to a lot of different genres as well. It's not strictly country music. And, um, an, and another really cool twist on her story is that she's a woman who also likes other women. And we do kind of talk about how that has kind of affected her and her journey um, and whatnot. And her story is just really cool. She's the cutest, sweetest little thing that you'll ever meet, but her voice is so big and so powerful. And you just would never expect anything like that coming out of her. <laughs> you can actually find any of her music on Apple, on Spotify, under Heather Batchelor. Uh, she also plays one of her original songs at the very end of this episode. And throughout the episode, we do play a couple of her past hits, some of her favorite songs, and, the, and then even some of her new songs that are going to be coming out. So uh, I guess we can just jump right on into it. And without further ado, here's my interview with Heather Batchelor. Hi, Heather. How are you? Hello, Kelly. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for inviting me into your house. Oh, thanks for I being like your here. house. Yay. And you just bought it? I did. How long ago? It's only been like a couple weeks, huh? Yeah, it's very, very recently. Really? Yeah. How does it feel to finally be a homeowner? It feels weird and awesome and magnificent. <laughs> I feel like it would be so cool to, to like know that it's yours. Like, yes. this is 100% yours. Yeah. You know? I've never lived in a space that's entirely my own besides being in, in an apartment. Yeah. Um, everything's always been attached to something else where I have neighbors, I have walls, I have a volume limit that I have to stay within. Mm -hmm. And here, no, I can, I can play music as loud as I want. Did and your neighbors ever complain on you about playing your music too loud at all? No, no, I'm, I'm pretty, um, I'm pretty knowledgeable about how loud I can yeah. get when I sing. Um, Which is weird because you're, so such, therefore, a, you're such a <laughs> tiny person. Like I, I don't know why. People, people tell me a lot. I remember when we were recording something and my producer was sitting right there and it was, it, it was somebody else that was recording me. It was not my producer. He was playing guitar for me at the time. And we were testing levels and I started singing something. And I go, okay, now do you want me to get as loud as I'm going to get? And he goes, no, that should be fine. And my producer chimed in and said, no, she gets really loud. And he goes, okay, sure, yeah. And then I do a whole take of something. And he goes, yeah, you were clipping the mic a lot. Let's do a take two. <laughs> yeah, it's funny because I saw you play a couple of times at a couple different shows. And the first time I was like, oh, I can just tell that you're going to be good. 
but I didn't oh, expect man. to hear like you're so tiny and little that your voice is like a powerhouse. It was crazy, and I was like, "This is Heather." I was like, "She's so I don't know." It's just I just I didn't expect yeah. to hear that voice come out of you. But cool. That's cool, so cool. funny. But no, so you um, obviously... But yeah, I'm very... I'm, I'm aware of how loud I can get, so I thus am very respectful yes. to other people and do not sing at my full volume whenever... <laughs> well, now you don't have to worry saying. about it. Yeah, now and, now, yeah and now I don't have to worry about mm-hmm. it at all, and it's great. And I'm also very excited about all the DIY projects and... Heck yes. You know. Housewarming party. Yes. I'm feeling a housewarming party. I know. Once once we knock down that wall and my yeah. kitchen's all my kitchen's all painted, I will show it off. And you get a headboard. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> That's okay. I can sleep on it's the floor okay. for okay. a bit. Nobody has to go into your room. It's fine. No, it's fine. Oh my gosh. All right. So tell us a yeah. little bit about yourself. Obviously, um, you are a musician. You moved here to Nashville, right? Yes. So where are you, um, where are you from and just kind of like what kind of got you into uh music and kind of like why you moved here just a little bit of a background cool like it so originally from Little Rock Arkansas so I moved to Austin first actually I decided to go there and visit the Austin music scene loved it lived there for two two and a half years something like that and then I moved here I met some producers and decided after a visit here of recording to move here full-time. Um, getting into music, though, was definitely, I wouldn't say late in the game, but I definitely, all through childhood and teenagerism, um, I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I knew that I wanted to sing. I knew that I wanted to perform. I just wasn't sure where. I actually thought about going to Broadway. <laughs> Um, for, in New York? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was I was very into musical theater. Well, you have the voice for it. I'm I, very loud. I think that's where it comes from, maybe. <laughs> I did a lot of theater training yeah. in, in high school. And um, so, yeah. But anyway, I picked up a guitar for the first time when I was a freshman in college. And I... Um, I picked up a guitar, fell in love with it, fell in love with songwriting. Um, my dad taught me um, just beginner chords and how to play and eventually gave me his acoustic guitar, which I love and cherish. It's probably my most, you know, the question that people ask, if, if your house is on fire, was the one thing that you would grab? It would be that. Yeah. So, I mean, come... I'm sorry, baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm pointing to my electric. Everyone has more sentimental. I don't value. know if I really had. I'd grab both of them. I'd, yeah. I'd double fist. So. <laughs> so you play acoustic and electric, yes. right? Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. And then you write songs as well as you sing them. Right? Yes. Um, yeah. I. I mean, the second that I I picked up a guitar, I I wrote so so many songs. I'm amazed that my freshman roommate did not murder me in my sleep. <laughs> um, for for all the the writing that I was doing in the same three chords, but hey, it only takes three chords to make yeah, an amazing song. Exactly, three chords of the truth, right? But yeah, after I wrote my first song, I was totally hooked and just thought, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And just never look back. Do you do cover songs as well, or do you mainly just kind of perform your um, own songs. Yeah, I I love doing covers every once in a while. It's definitely something that's 
really fun to put your own spin on and yeah. to show people, hey, this is what I grew up with and these are the songs that inspire me, but definitely not cover bands or, yeah. you know, playing downtown on Broadway. Yeah. You know. Broadway, I don't that like... That is a tough, tough gig and yeah. I salute those who do it because, man, that is hard. Well, country isn't really your genre, right? No, what, no. What would you say is your genre? Uh, pop soul. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Now, what is your go-to cover song? If 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 you were doing like either karaoke or you got asked to play on stage last minute, oh what man, is your... karaoke. Yes, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't know that I have a karaoke. I'd probably sing like the Little Mermaid for a karaoke <laughs> song. Um, but uh, but for cover songs, I really like uh, this will be uh, Natalie Cole. I. That's one song from my childhood that just always gives me warm and fuzzy memories. Nice. This will be nice. I feel like I've heard this song in like so many little younger movies and whatnot. Yeah, you definitely did. Um, Parrot Trap? Yes. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I think it was like a Daddy Daycare or something too. Oh, really? No, it was also in a Cinderella story. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. How funny. But yeah, I definitely, um, yeah, that and Natalie Cole's um, L-O-V-E. I mean, I loved that. L is for the yeah. Yeah. Nice. I was a a 10-year-old, like, running around singing L-O-V-E. I don't know So you like a lot of the older classical kind of songs. Yeah, I definitely grew up on on the oldies, classics, nice. Nat King Cole, Natalie Cole, <laughs> and then as far as, King. as far as like artists, who would you say uh, like inspired you the most? Like who was your greatest impact? Oh, like, that's such a t- that you viewed as like a role model. Oh god, that's such a tough question. I'm going to split this in about seven different ways. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, Carol King is is a huge uh, influence, but then again, who isn't influenced by Carol King? Mm-hmm. Um, I'd probably say John Mayer is a big one from who still inspires me. So he's more of a constant. I listened to him when I was growing up. I still listen to him now. Um, he's a brilliant body of work and, uh, probably, uh, Sarah Bareilles. Um, nowadays I would say like recently within the past year or so, very inspired by both PJ Morton and Maggie Rogers. So, I love Maggie now I will Rogers. Stop. <laughs> oh my yes. oh. I love her song Light I, On. That's the Light on. That's a great song. <laughs> that was the first song that I had ever heard by her. Really? And I was Falling like, Water was the first really? one. I yeah, I saw a video of her singing Falling Water on SNL and just thought who is this? Yeah. <laughs> Just jumping around like a mad woman barefoot. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw her at the Ryman tears. Really? Just crying and dancing <laughs> at the same time. It was, oh, it was a magical night. She just has such like a soulful, effortless yes. vocal range and it just, it works and you kind of connect with it and it's just one of those ones where... It's rare that you get a voice that makes you kind of stop what you're doing. Like yes. a voice, normally a voice won't make you pay attention. Like mm-hmm. as a songwriter, I know it's like you pay attention to the words, but her voice will like, I, I will listen to her sing the dictionary. Like I don't even care. Same. And also her heart just 
I, it's really rare. I, there have been few people, I know I've seen Sarah Bareilles, um, several times live, um, so she's one of them as well, but I remember being in the audience at the Maggie Rogers concert, and again, the audience was crying because she was crying on stage <laughs> telling this story and being so emotional. She's so raw with her emotions, and it just makes you just... Oh, mm-hmm. just I, I I love that about her yeah. that she's that she's so raw and brings you in. Yeah, I respect any sort of a vulnerability, yes. especially when it comes to people that are doing it in the public eye because they already get enough shit as it yes. is. So for them to do it on stage, for them to cry, for mm-hmm. them to like say what they've been through, I'm like it. It really just kind of like makes everybody. It, like, humanizes them. Yes. You know, they get enough critique even doing good things. So when they say something that's wrong, you know, I don't know. I admire anybody that is super open with our story because we all have stories. And for stars, you never know how the public is going to react to it. Yeah. And so when they're on stage crying and everybody else is crying, like, it's just, like, everybody's just, like, in that moment. Yes. Of, like, we're all family now at this exactly. point. Exactly. Like, we're all the same. We're all connected. There is no stage. Yes. So, uh, so I'm going to back up a little bit. I didn't, yeah. okay. I actually never knew that you lived in Austin. What age yeah. did you move to Austin and did you move like by yourself? I, I guess moved by my, um, so I, 18, I actually jumped around quite a bit. Okay. I went to the University of Arkansas for, I believe a full year. I honestly can't remember if it was just for a semester. Mm-hmm. But I went there. It felt like high school part two. Nothing against University of Arkansas. It's great, wonderful. That's beautiful campus. I love Arkansas as a state. It's gorgeous and lovely. Um, but I just, too many of the same people. It felt too much like home. And I, I wanted to go and explore. And peacock. live. You gotta fly. <laughs> Sorry. Also, peacocks have rainbows. Go on. I am a gay peacock. Gay peacock. Woo! Which I will ask you about. I've never heard that. Be a peacock. Oh, wait, have you never heard it? No. It's it's like a line in a movie. It's like, I'm a peacock. You gotta let me fly. I have never heard it. You've never heard it? Oh, my gosh. I don't know what. You're gonna have to think of what movie that was from. Because all all I... I think it's either... All I was envisioning was just like a peacock in the zoo, which is like, oh, colors. Understand what no, I, was I have no <laughs> idea what you were talking about. But anyway, I'm sorry. Okay, I'm gonna so, show you this. <laughs> Proceed. Yes, yeah, it's about true. you. Okay, it's about okay. you. Okay, don't be the movie. Okay, but anyway, um, so yes, um, I wanted to spread my wings elsewhere, and so I went to Austin. My um, my best friend uh, at the time, still my best friend, she got into the University of Texas at Austin, so I made pretty much just a pact with my parents because I didn't actually want to continue going to college. I just wanted to go play music. They were very insistent that I go to college, and I'm really glad. What were you in school for? Uh, English. Okay. So I went, was an English major, and I'm actually really glad that I I did. It was very eye-opening. I I loved a lot of the, the classes that I took, and it was very just broadening yes. of, of horizons. So 
went to college there and jumped into that music scene and planned on staying there until I was introduced just by happenstance to some producers here. They had gotten a hold of a demo that I had recorded. Oh God, I I used to remember how much I, I think I maybe gave this guy a hundred dollars and said, okay, whatever this will get me in recording time, I, I would like this, sir. That will literally get you like a handshake. I know. These days. I know. Okay, if I that. know, but it was, it was this, it was this really sweet guy who had a, who had a recording studio in, um, I can't remember what part of Arkansas. It was just outside of Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Um, but so I went there. I, it was just one afternoon, me and an acoustic guitar. And I recorded, I believe six songs just completely there wasn't even I don't think we even went by a click track I, I just had my guitar doing it totally live and we did a couple of takes of, of each song and just took the best ones mm-hmm. um, and so I literally got probably a hundred or so blank CDs and wrote my name on them in Sharpie Aww. and went to Austin Texas and I would play on campus. I remember a ton of different groups on on campus would actually have me sing the national anthem. Nice. And so, yeah, that was fun. Um, and then I, I would play some of my original music as well mm-hmm. on, on a lot of those events. And every time I would play in an event, I would just, I would have CDs and would pretty much just give them out and have a tip jar and say, all right, whatever you want to tip me here. And here's a free CD. Somehow that CD ended up in the hands of producers here in Nashville. Um, and so yeah, they contacted me. I ended up coming here recording, a, um, uh, I don't remember if it was one song at the time or if it was in it. I think I, I came here, visited with them. We talked about an EP and then once the EP was set in motion to record, I then started looking at, uh, apartments out here to move here. Mm-hmm. Um, so you were in Austin for how long? Like two, two years? years? I think two. Nice. Yeah. nice. What would you so say is two, the biggest difference? Because I actually know a lot of people that went to Austin for music as well. I know that mm-hmm. Austin is a very good music city part, It is too, a I guess. wonderful it's music scene. Though, right? It's very different. Mm-hmm. I would say that, I don't know, Nashville to me felt more grown up in a way as far as the business goes. Yeah. I had never been asked to, to co-write in in Austin it was just like hey let's hang out let's write a song it was just very organic everything was about playing live um shows a lot of bands kind of go through Austin and um the great great music scene and I didn't play in a lot of the bars that were on the main drag uh 6th street mm-hmm. um but I I definitely went to a lot of those shows and remember, um, I don't remember what band it was, but, uh, anyway, don't want to go on a tangent, but, <laughs> but yes, a, a lot of bands kind of roll through there and writing felt, um, a bit more organic and, a um, and everybody was kind of in a band there. Mm-hmm. I, this was just my experience that 
I would constantly run into bands and not so much singer-songwriters. Okay. It was the whole playing it around thing that's here in Nashville. Yeah. There's it, a lot more that, solo people. Yes, here. that was so foreign to me. I I remember coming here and going, okay, wait, what? There's three people on stage all at the same time, and we only get a couple songs each. Yeah. Okay, okay sure. And then people just saying, hey, you want to co-write? You want to co-write? Like, here's my business card. Here's what I, I printed business cards at one time that literally just had <laughs> my name and my phone number. Yeah. And it said songwriter on it or something. Aww. Um, but yes, th- this was before, I guess, social media was, was what it is yeah. now. So you've been in Nashville for how long now? Uh, 10 years, I think. Really? Yeah. Nice. It was, I moved here in 2011, so yeah, going on 10 years. Mm-hmm. And, well, I was going to ask, do you um, plan on staying here? Obviously, you just bought a house a couple weeks ago. So. Yes, I do. So. I do plan on staying. I've, I've definitely, it took me a while, but putting down roots, for sure. And I mean, who knows if I'll be here in 10 years, but... Um, yeah. But definitely... Um, for the next, you know, three, five, foreseeable, for the next foreseeable future, yes. I, I don't plan on moving anytime soon. Nice. No. Nice. Well, it sounds like you've had quite the journey so far, <laughs> um, but no, I love all of your music, but now Aww. what, is there one specific song, like, what song is, like, the most personal to you, like, the song that you kind of cling to, the song that you're, like, most proud of? I would uh, say Roll With Me. hmm I... that I saw you play at. Oh, at the basement? Mm-hmm. Because that was, I think, when, once you hit uh, the chorus after the bridge, and you yeah. were like, oh, are you willing? <laughs> I can't do it, but, like, I remember hearing that. I was like, Heather, I was like, you're, like, this big. Like, how is that coming uh-huh. out of you? But, no, yeah, I remember Thank actually you. hearing that song. I love that song. Aw. So it's, um. That warms my heart so much. <laughs> What's the story behind it? Um, so that one came... It honestly was the only song that I I can I can't remember writing it. I think it was it all came out in one breath in one night and just it's like it was waiting to be born. Is <laughs> the only way that I can describe it. Um, so and I I remember I had just broken up with. Um, this girl that I was dating, and I had just um, lost touch with a, a very dear friend of mine. So I had these two women that were no longer in my life, and I kind of came at it from, that's where the line, um, I know what I'm made of now when people leave, it's the least that stays. Um, that was me talking about um, I like that. My, my friend that left. So um, I, was, I was looking at it as a, as a way to say, all right, for, for the next one that comes along, for the next 
relationship that I put my heart into for the next woman that I see as my future, I want them to know, hey, like this, you know, roll with me through life. It's okay to, to have to have an argument and to for it not to be be the end of things. Mm-hmm. Um I I kind of felt like that was a a relationship that you know it it ended the way the way that it ended and I'm um I would have loved to have a little bit more closure but but all in all yeah that's that's what came out of it was just all right I'm I'm prepared for for the next person that comes along to to really roll with me through any through anything yeah, yeah. I think the best part about breakups for songwriters mm-hmm. is that it, it gives us so much good music <laughs> from it and I mean you know oh, what? Man. that's just like I a mean, bright side I mean obviously I mean, it sucks yeah but I mean it it really puts you in those emotions to kind of yeah. get it out there do you feel like songwriting has helped you kind of get through a lot of heartbreak well I was just about to say yeah it, it feels more like that song was definitely a healing process. Mm-hmm. It's it's what I needed to move on. I didn't realize that I had all of those emotions still in me until until they were out, until I was singing them, and they really just kind of spilled out of me. So, um, and that's what happens a lot of the time with some of my my favorite lines and my favorite songs is that I don't. I don't really realize how I feel until I until I vocalize it, until I sing it, until I go, oh, okay, wow, that really surprised me. I I need to let this go. And me writing this and you know, recording it and playing it and really making peace with it is is the only way to to let it be. Yeah. Well, and other people can totally relate as well. So I think that's also you being extremely vulnerable and putting, you know, what you have been through out there, it also allows other people to be like, you know what? I'm not alone. She went through it. Hey, they all went through it. So, we're not alone. You know, and, and, yeah, you're not. And alone. it turned into something good and something that I love. And I, I definitely, I love singing that one every single yeah. time. Well, it always makes me feel better. Well, and it's a really, really good song. So. <laughs> so now, do you have any new music coming out? Yes, I do. Let's get into it. dropped and it completes the the EP that I have been releasing one song a month and now the EP is done the last song is out nice so now are you available on iTunes Spotify and basically anywhere that you stream yes absolutely anywhere that you stream music you're on my Spotify but (laughs) I heart every song oh yay but yeah I, I love that one I um I had the whole. I wrote that one with a wonderful artist named Mitchell Proctor. He's very, um, 
very jazzy. Uh, we were playing in a round together at uh, Belcourt Taps, which I yes. believe you've been to before. And I remember sitting next to him, and every single song that he played, I went, dude, I like that. And vice versa, everyone that I played, he goes, okay, yeah, I dig that. <laughs> so we got together afterwards, and I go, okay, there's this song of mine that I have, and it just lives in my head, and it's just this chorus. that, And I sang him the chorus exactly how it was, note for note, word for word, and he goes, okay, let's work with that. I like that. So he um, he came up with the you know the most beautiful chords to go along with it. That just really, just uh, I it just really gets into a groove. Yeah. And it yeah, that would not have happened without Mitchell. Um, and then we worked out the the choruses and the bridge. Just you know, kind of yeah. came out like everything does. Where I was like, oh, okay, and this is the bridge. Yeah. We're done. This is, close yeah. the book. This is a good one. And you can only go up from here, right? Yeah, I, I would hope so. Yes. <laughs> um, so just to back up a little bit, um, you had said a couple times, which I'll, I know that you're gay, and you had obviously talked about the songs that you have written have been about women. Um, yes. These days, so many people are so accepting, and that I is know. so amazing. It's- and I it's think it's still weird to me and it's um, it means amazing but yeah it's there's it still takes some getting used to yeah um but I was actually wondering uh do you kind of feel like it has been like harder for you to kind of build your way up because you're gay or have you not really seen a difference I feel like also because you're a girl mm-hmm. I feel like people are more accepting of girls being with girls than men being with men. I don't understand why. Uh, I well, because it's sexualized. I know. That's why. <laughs> I know. I yeah. accept everybody. Like you can love whoever you want. I don't care. But oh, I've seen it happen. Yes. <laughs> I've seen it happen just like more, more times than not. So, yeah, I I feel like a lot of gay guys. I cannot speak to that experience, but it's it's got to be more of a. Um. I don't know, like, okay, get, I, I don't want to see that, put that away type thing to whereas with two women, it is, in my experience, a, ooh, all right, yeah, yeah give me give me some more of that, as if, it's hot, you, it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's hot, it's sexy, as if, you know, we are together specifically for your enjoyment. Um, I've gotten that many, many, many a time, and it never gets um old yeah um so yeah um but I don't know I would I definitely say that I I have not been out the entire time that I've that I've been an artist that was it wasn't really just a decision that I flipped a switch with one day it just organically all right I'm gonna be honest about this and be honest about that and if people are really paying attention they'll they'll catch on um and then I really started to to wonder why I was being so um I don't neutral about it mm-hmm. I I kind of felt that okay mu- music is music it is I sing all of my songs actually as if I'm singing it directly to the person that it's about it is you know to you um so I it's I rarely if ever put anything in in the third person so 
it felt more natural for me to just say, okay, this can apply to anybody in any situation, girl, guy, whoever you love. And then I started to realize visibility matters and it matters so much because I know that I did not have that visibility when I was growing up and that would have been it would have been so much easier to accept myself sooner to to come out sooner um, had that been more of a of a thing that was you know well seen mm-hmm. to, to really feel seen is is something that you you don't realize you you don't realize how much you you don't see something in in a heteronormative society until you see you know two women holding hands on television and how big of a deal that is um and so on and so forth um so it it really just felt like I was doing a, a disservice to to the gay community to not be more vocal yeah. about it because yeah. it, it, ma- it matters so much. Oh, yeah. Well, and it matters. I feel like you have a voice. You have a platform. And you and in having that, you can stand up for the people that don't. And people can kind of, uh, kind of live through you and see how confident you are in it and see how much you don't let it hold you back. It, and that could give somebody else the inspiration to also do kind of like what you're doing, but they're too scared to because they're so afraid of being judged, uh, you know? So I, I, I ho- admire that. Oh, I, I hope so. I don't think of myself in that way as being a, a role model person or having that kind of, you know, yeah. platform, well, also, but I do, but I do have to realize that, that yes, I, I do to, to some extent. And if, if any one person takes a look at, at what I'm doing and feels more confident about their sexuality and about their self, then that just, I'm like, uh, that yeah. means more to me than, than I can say. Because yeah. Well, and I definitely wasn't trying to say that that's all that you are because obviously it's Oh, not, no, no. That, like, that was just me being like, no, I don't know how you give a deal. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but it's like, because I didn't even know that you were gay for like, yeah, I, I think I, not know, a lot of people do. I, I like I very, like, a I, year. Like, I like, I'm very straight <laughs> passing. Mm, Which yeah. is not the best thing because I never get asked out. <laughs> I have to. Ask. I think I knew you I for asked, a year before oh. somebody said something, and I was like, have, I was like, no. They're, they're like, I was like, no. She's not. And they're like, yeah. And I was like, oh my god, that makes so much sense. She like, keeps she keeps saying this woman and that woman, like, but that makes so much sense. I just didn't think anything of it, and oh, I, I know. still don't. not not a lot of people no. do. Well, and I still don't because you're not obvious about it you're yeah. so which is what I like like you're so confident in it that like you're not trying to like prove anything you yeah know what I'm exactly so, and you and are that, who you are and, and like, you don't really care exactly and that's kind of why the going back to the neutrality before I made it really a point to be out and to be visible is that I wanted my music to be about my music yes. I didn't want to be gay poster child yes um so but I, I don't think that that's, that's certainly not a worry that I have now um, or that I, I ever will have in the future, especially in the, the climate that we're in and as accepting as people are now. It's well, especially so, in 2020, there's so much more to worry about it right is, now. Oh, oh my God, there's so much more to worry about. Are you kidding me? We are literally recording this interview in masks. So. I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. Which is why if we sound a little bit muffled, it's because... That is why. We're wearing masks. Mm-hmm. So... Um, 
So oh, how did your parents feel when you came out to Aww, them? They were they were really really wonderful. I think I think my mom. Um, I'm trying to remember. I think she asked me. Um, she equated it to Ellen DeGeneres. I think she <laughs> she definitely mentioned Ellen at one point. She yeah. goes. She goes, ah, I'm okay with Ellen. I'm okay with you. Aww. So, which is so, which again, visibility matters yeah. because it's someone that she saw every single day. And she yeah. was like, oh, okay, Ellen's really cool. And that's something that, because, you know, my mom didn't really know a lot of, a lot of gay people at all. So it was pretty, pretty foreign to her, but no, right out of the bat, both my mom and my dad were were so super accepting. Uh, my mom actually has been to Pride with me twice, so nice. I I know she is the sweetest. Did you guys go to the one here in town or in mm-hmm. Arkansas? Oh, here. Yeah, I remember we went to um, we went to the one here. I don't. I think it was the year before last. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously no Pride this year, but um, but yeah, the year before last, I remember she came here. We went to Pride. We had a grand old time, um, and yeah, she was, yeah, she's she's the best. I, nice. I, I love my mom to death. We, I remember when I was growing up, she was very insistent on doing the mom thing of, oh, I met this boy at the grocery store, and here's his number. He's really cute. You should You should ask him out. And so me being slightly worried about coming out, no, that didn't change at all. After I came out, she was like, oh, here's this girl. I met her at the restaurant. Here's her number. I think you should ask her out. There was no change whatsoever. Yeah. It was just like, all right, I'm still going to pimp out my daughter for dates. Like That is so good because <laughs> a lot of parents aren't like that. So you are truly blessed to have parents that work I, on your side from day one. Yeah. I, I met your it dad took, at one of your shows, and he was, like, the sweetest little baby angel ever. I love... I, I mean, both of them. I love my parents so much. And I my only regret that I have is that I did not come out sooner. I, I was in How the... How old were you? I was in the closet all throughout high school. I knew I was gay at 12 years old. And I was not out until my first year of college. Really? Yeah. I I kept that all in a bottle. Yeah. Um, but I told I told a few people I told my best friend um, I remember I I told my sister um, maybe a year before I told my parents I don't remember exactly how long but I I just remember it being I automatically knew that it was something that was not it was not okay to be vocal about just from from the very beginning it was a it was more of a safety issue of mm-hmm. okay, I I don't feel like it's a safe situation for me to be out and be proud from... in the Bible Belt as well. Yes, in yes yeah. in the Bible Belt, and and it's specifically to do with with where I grew up and you know the 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 people that I was around. Just Little Rock is is getting there. It is getting very progressive, but you know Little Rock back in you know early. Early two thousands, um, not so much. Yeah. Um, so, so that was definitely a, and I mean, it took me a while to, you know, accept myself yeah. as well. But um, and you definitely have to accept yourself before you expect other people you, to. Accept yes, you. you do. I, I really didn't like fully accept myself because okay, even though like okay, my switch was flipped 
at, you know, 12 years old where all of a sudden I realized I was, I was into girls. It didn't really take me to like a couple more years to where I was like, oh, okay, now I know for sure. Yeah. I'm good. I'm going to stop trying to like boys. It's not just a phase. Yeah. It's not, it's not just a phase. We're good. Like, yeah. So I, I think more like 16, 16 ish is like 16, 17 was when I really accepted myself and then after that, I go, oh, okay, I really got to tell, I got to tell people now. Yeah. Well, I got I I to tell my parents. <laughs> Do what? I said, I was like, I got to tell my parents yeah, at some point. At some point. Yeah. I know. But yeah, had I, had I told them sooner, it would have just been, yeah, exactly like it is now. Yeah. Just, they're lovely. Well, I'm so proud of you. I mean, I, I admire the fact that you are 100% who you are and you have not, you're very consistent with who you are, Aww. you know, in fact, I've known you what, like three and a half years at this point. Yeah. And I feel like I've always, you've always been the same. You know? <laughs> I mean, like you've always been the same and I like consistency and I think you, and I think a lot of people aren't, I think a lot of people conform and I think you just kind of stay who you are. And I really admire that, especially in a town as competitive oh, as Nashville, as hard as the music industry is, I think remaining yourself in a world that's constantly trying to make you something else is a very big um, it's a very big accomplishment and I know that you don't need my validation, but no, but that's, that's so lovely to hear. Thank you. I really, that's, yeah, that's probably one thing that I would tell myself as a younger person, if I could go back in time and just say, stop caring what other people think. Yeah. Just, just stop it. That's funny because literally my (laughs) next question, it was, (laughs) my next question was, uh, what is something that you would tell yourself? Oh. <laughs> so you basically just answered it. So cool. I'm <laughs> on it. Good. Um, and then one more question. Yeah. Um, what has been the hardest thing that you feel like you have had to overcome? Who? I think we just went over it with all of the yeah, game. Yeah, I figured. <laughs> yeah. I we, yeah, we, we, we covered that. Um, well, uh, just to kind of piggyback off of that, how do you feel, like, do you feel like that has helped you overcome the new obstacles now or like how do you kind of overcome obstacles are there certain things that you tell yourself are there certain places that you go do you have any other outlets besides music um oh um I am not that multi-artistically talented like some (laughs) other people who you know draw their own album covers and dance their own dances yeah um I I don't know I, I play guitar as well as as well as sing that's what do you do besides music? Oh, uh, besides music, uh, I'm a huge movie nerd. Nice. Um, so that's that's pretty much what and I do. And you don't know the peacock line? I don't know the peacock Head line. Her. I'm sorry. Ah, oh, that's fine. I play tennis. Um, that's another, I guess, not weird fact, but random mm-hmm. fact about me. It's I've, a sport. Yes, my mother is a, a tennis instructor, so I've I've played tennis all of my life. Nice. You're also mm-hmm. vegan. Oh yeah, good. That one. Um, yeah, I'd say mostly. I don't know. I I'm not sure that I could give up cheese forever. I don't know the differences in like vegan, vegetarian. Oh, like I don't know. So I just it's it's okay. Vegan is any like meat byproduct. I remember we. I think we were at one of your shows, and you and I had left. We went to I think Fido or something. Yes, yes, and you Mm -hmm. you got like. 
like sweet potatoes or something and like some veggie patty and I you have a really good memory I, know. <laughs> I do I know I have a, I have a scary good memory I'm pretty it, sure that's exactly what I got it comes in handy yeah well, I only remember because I got like a cheesecake and I was like wow first of all I feel like a badass Second of all, you're, you're, you're eating like all, it's it, it's like 11 p.m. In my defense, I had been drinking, so it was like yeah, know, that's fine. Yeah, you, know, you yeah, you needed it. something entirely different. I hadn't eaten dinner, yes. so I just went in with the. But I remember the, you ordering that, and I was order. like, that's like the most random like things yeah. to order, and you were like, oh, I'm like vegan, and I was like, oh yeah. my gosh, okay, yeah, that, and that's why, you know. and that's definitely something that I didn't plan on doing the whole vegan train yeah. was very very slow I think I stopped eating meat around uh, I don't know maybe maybe 10 years ago and then I stopped eating a lot of I don't know like dairy products yeah. maybe three or four years ago so it's it's been a it was definitely not an overnight flip yeah. but I I love love to cook I I'm definitely, that's not another thing that I, I do a lot. I have all of the spices in the world mm. in my kitchen. Do you cook or bake or both? I, I do not bake. No, I, strictly cooking. Yes, stri- strictly cooking. Do not give me a cake recipe or muffins or anything <laughs> like that. No, but I will make you, you know, the the best, you know, sautéed, um, oh, I'm trying to think, um, uh concoctions I don't know I'm I'm pretty I, I can't think of something off the top of my head but yeah I will saute the crap out of things well I know where I'm coming the next time I'm hungry yeah all the way back over to your house yeah you do <laughs> all right last question and I will leave you alone um <laughs> where do you see yourself five years from now Ooh, all right um I don't really believe in giving myself deadlines anymore um because that only leads to, in my experience, letting yourself down when you don't reach those, you know, life goals in whatever year you think they should be attained. But in five years, I would like to be happy. I would like to be self-sufficient. And I would like to be more successful than I am now. And my, my definition, my very basic definition of success is just making a living on making music. So if I can be closer to that goal or have achieved that goal, um, then in five years, then I will be consider myself successful. Nice. I like that answer. It's probably one of the, I try to ask almost everybody that I meet that. And I really like that answer. Probably. Oh, yay. Well, because you didn't, you didn't answer it based off of any sort of objects. You didn't answer it based off of anybody else. You didn't answer no. it based off of what, you can't. What you Life can throws you all sorts yeah. of things. I mean, look so at twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have... answered it based off of how you want to feel and not off of what you want to have. Yeah. So I like that. So, but oh. speaking of, uh, you want to make a living off of music. Do you want to yes. end us and play us one of your songs live? Yes, awesome. I would love that. 